Hi, my name is Noma, as usual, and this is Transition Podcast, and we're on episode 6 of season 4. Now, if you're new, well, what does that mean? This means that we're on the last episode for this season, and it's been an amazing season. I mean, this is the season that kick-started my guest co-host thing, and um, I've really really been loving it i've really been loving it and so this last episode for this season is also with a special guest co-host the first lady actually uh, her name is okwe we are going to be discussing friendships right and it's just she's going to be sharing with us just from her own experience and maybe i'll just chip in a little of mine but just what it means to have a friend and be a friend because a lot of times we want to have friends but some of us are a bit oblivious or naive to what that means in terms of what it means for us to be friends in order to have friends so she she goes really deep um i really like gained a lot from this conversation with her and i know that you're going to also enjoy this conversation as well so without further ado let's listen to okwe and norma chat about relationships worth having let's chat people so this um episode okay so transition podcast because that's the name of the podcast and it's just like basically about my my journey in the last almost like four or five years um lessons i've learned or i'm learning along the way type of thing and then just sometimes i also talk about life in terms of what's happening bigger picture things happening outside of myself so that's kind of like where this particular episode comes in i think it's a little bit of both um in terms of friendship um yeah you know sisterhood and things like that because i feel there are things that we go through and like challenging things and it's always good when you have that community of you know friends around you that make that 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 um, difficult journey easier Uh, and then also people to obviously so to share in your joy as well okay but at the same time, not everybody is fortunate to have friendship for whatever reason. And one of it may just be like people may not really know how to make friends or people may be like stuck up on perfection, you know. And so mm. if people are not perfect, they just X them and say, you're not, you know, you're not working and stuff like that. And I feel from the little I knew of you then and just from also watching you from afar, now i feel like you're one of the people i know that has very like solid you know friendships and you know you're always talking about it whether it's on instagram and stuff like that so that was why i figured you'd be a very good fit for this so thank you first of all so my first question is um your longest friendship like how how long how many years is that your longest friendship ever my longest, so it would be unfair for me to put her in that league because we were off for for some years and reconnected okay. again. Okay. So we are, we're about 26 years. Oh. So how, yeah, how, how, how long were you off and then came So back. We, we were very good friends in primary school and we reconnected okay. a few years back. That's one person that I can say, okay, for this period, we on and off at different times, but yeah. we connected better in the last three years. Mm. Yeah, but I don't think I can use, I should use her own. I think yeah. I'll use my bunkmates. My bunkmate zone has been steady since I was in SS2. Okay. SS2 is 1997. Okay. So that's more like 97 till date. Yeah, because that, that one, yeah, there hasn't been any break, and we've been friends since then. Yeah. Till now. That's really long. Yeah. That's a long one. We've been friends till now. Yeah. I mean, for me personally, I, I don't have either. I don't have, I think one of the reasons why I'm curious about friendships and things like that is because I don't really have um, long friendships like, like this. Um, okay. Because I feel like the like secondary school, and I think 
you know, psychological because you're quite young. So I think a lot of things stick with you the longest and yes. it can affect you, you know, relationally as an adult. And in secondary yeah. school, I had a, a girl that was like my best friend and she, I think I was, I think my own best friend thing was in my own head. And I think then I was like 11, 12. Yeah. And you know, so she just, for the most part, she didn't really care as much as I did. And I think that just stuck with me. And so since then, it's like, I just have this thing where I just feel people don't really, in terms of friendship, like people don't really care as much as you do. So don't, don't go over investing. Yeah, don't, don't so, go and sweat it. Exactly. So I think that that's one of the mental hurdles that I have that I'm still okay. struggling to rise above. Do um, you have sisters but, by any chance? Do you have sisters? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Okay. I have an elder sister. So that, exactly. So I have, I think I have that. I'll say if I, if I was to use friendship, I'll say she's like the longest, obviously. Yeah. Is, is it like you've always been a, like a social person or did mm. you intentionally just set out like, okay, and I want to have friends and therefore I'm going to make myself friendly or is your natural disposition just people just gravitate towards you because you're very social and things like that? So for me, it was a case of I'd always had people around because I used to talk a lot. It started with my talking a lot. So you you see that people that talk a lot have many friends. Yeah. So at some point, I saw that talking a lot was not helping oh. in that it was almost as if I was working for many people, you oh. know, because everybody wanted a piece of the action. And, you know, I went to a school where we were quite a number. I went to Queen's College and we were, okay. num- were a good number of girls. Yeah. And it was a lot going on. Yeah. So after some time, as I got older in school and I went into boarding house, you would now know who your people really are. Nobody yeah. really teaches you those things. You eventually just know who your people are. And yeah. um, when I started to know them, so when you fight, what I used to always test who my people were, where, where maybe we have a fight or something happens, there's some kind of disagreement. What would bring us back? What would make us start talking again is what would determine, would let me know if I'm going to stick with this or I'm not going yeah. to stick with it. So there were some people that I wrote off immediately and I, I didn't look back. But there are some people that will make the efforts, ah, don't be angry now, this is what has happened, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then we keep going. Yeah. Now, as I got older, I saw that you cannot have a one-stop shop friend. Mm-hmm. It's almost unrealistic because that will mean mm-hmm. you um, over-expecting from the person because you get a yeah. lot of disappointment. Yeah. So what I did was to have categories. That's a friend for technically each need. It sounds selfish, mm-hmm. but that was how I eventually categorized it. So yeah. I have a friend that if I if I'm low spiritually and I need a touchdown with oh I'm not reading my Bible properly, I'm mm. not praying as much as I want to. I have a friend that I will go to to sort that out for me. It's not like people don't talk about other things, but if I had that need, I had one friend that I would always go to, and she's been my friend for I would say this year would be about the twelfth year, going mm. steady, twelve years of very solid friendship. So she would see me through that path. Then there's the one that if he's social, we are going out. I need a plus one. My boyfriend at the time is not around or my husband now is not around. Yeah. She's a standard plus one, as in she's making the party right. I will take yeah. her along. I've had that friend as well, you know. But there was, I've had one or two. So there was a, I know it's like deviating a bit, but there was a day, we went for a Mother's Day thing in my son's school and they were asking that uh, who is your mom's best friend? I said, it'd be interesting to hear what my my children would say who my best friend was. So I first asked my husband that who is my best friend? And he says, oh, that's easy. It's your sister. I have two sisters, but he mentioned one in particular, the one that is immediately above me as older than I am. He says, it's definitely your sister. When I go home and I ask my children, my first son said my sister, the same sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the second one mentioned my other friend. And yeah. Truly, she's my very good friend, as in we are close, 100% close, yeah. close. But it was interesting to know that 
my sister was actually my best friend. Mm. In my heart of hearts, I know she is my very first best friend from get go. Mm. But you know the way it is with a sibling. You have your sibling as your standard best friend. Yeah. And you now have other friends for other reasons. Yeah. So I have had all those kind of friends for different other reasons, which mm. brings down the pressure. So there's no pressure. I'm not going to be having too many expectations of one person because I think this person is my best friend and the person should be there for me at every time. No. So I just categorize and put you in box. I have friends in different boxes. Mm. I think that's actually, yeah, I think that's actually a very good life hack because Mm -hmm. like the whole thing of BFF, I mean, I think that starts for like primary school and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, secondary school, like, you know, you guys were matching, something about you guys are matching, either you're wearing the same slippers or you have the same Mm -hmm. hair or something. Yeah, Yeah, but but that puts a lot of... Yeah. a lot of pressure. Right, that puts a lot of expectation, um, a bit of expectation, and and then another thing I, I wanted to, you know, on this is, um, for so for these ones who you are close to, like your sister and this other person, not in fact your friends, basically, how do yeah. you handle, um, how do you handle con- conflict for you, how? What, what is your resolution style? Are you the kind of person who you need like some time to like see and then, you know, before you come out to talk or are you the kind of person that mm. just wants to cash it out immediately and okay, let's talk, I get this over it. Or do you mm. need time? How do your friends respond, you know, to, to your own processing of issues? Mm. So I've always been a bit of a brush one as in I am saying it as it is. So it has cost me some friendships because some people can't take it. And some people have understood that that's the way I am. Now in, as, so it's always two ways. When I was younger, I dealt with it in a different way. I always just felt if we had a clash, especially when we were in secondary school. So if there's a clash, we insult each other, we shout at each other. I never got physical. I didn't have the power for that. But even (laughs) when girls would be... Yeah. going back and forth and yeah. 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 yeah now for me then when i was in secondary school once i'm done abusing you and i feel i have gotten it all out yeah. the next hour i've 100 forgotten that i did all of that and i'm yeah. talking to you again so there were times where i'll start talking to my friend and she's looking at me like hello we're meant to be fighting here <laughs> Why are you talking yeah. to me? then i'll yeah. remember that oh yeah we're meant to be fighting but already it has left me and I am moving on. Mm. Now, you it's not as easy when you're older because mm. there are certain things you say to someone and it's hurtful and the person still remembers. Yeah. What I do is that I run away from, I try to run away from the conflict. I try to run away from confrontation. Mm. But when, when confrontation does come, I, I have this, I have this approach of, you know what, well, let me say to the person, I do a lot of mm. voice notes. So yeah. I will wait a while, mm. send a voice note to you detailing exactly how I feel about the situation. Yeah. But I always try to look at it from your point of view. Well, it will be difficult, and I'll tell you, it's difficult for me to see from your point mm. of view, but mm. this is how I really feel about the situation. I like it for people to listen to my own side, and there's no interference, there's no back and forth. Mm listen mm. to my voice note, or if I have the time, I write it out. Mm. Then we, the person can decide how she wants to, to, to plot it. Is she mm. going to call me back and say, no, 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 you got this wrong, blah, 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 mm. and we talk about it, and we move on? Mm. Or we've had some say, you know what, there's no way we are sorting this out. Let's just... Mm. Relationship is null and void. Yeah. Let's move on. Yeah, we've had some of that, you know. Mm. But most times, I prefer to sit back, wait, yeah. say everything I want to say, put it in my head, then we can now have a conversation after. So for those ones, for those relationships or those friendships you had to, um, you know, let go of because there was no resolution, how, like, how did you how did you feel about that? Like, were there re- friendships that you would have really wanted to keep going or they were already looking funny Dead and you didn't really ever. care? Okay. <laughs> I had one. I had one that yeah. I really, 
I really wanted to keep going because to today, I I don't understand. I didn't understand the reaction, and it was yeah. a simple thing. My son yeah. turned one, and yeah. I didn't invite her. The approach to that birthday was family members mainly only. Mm-hmm. If there were any friends, they were friends that maybe we had had conversations and. It just happened to be a part of it one way or the other. Yeah. But it was mainly family because both my sides of the family, they are big already. Yeah. If I invite yeah. my siblings and my cousins and my husband does the siblings and cousins, it is a party <laughs> yeah. you know. And we weren't doing anything. And she drove by my house that day and found out that something was, I was happening. celebrating something. Mm-hmm. You know, she, she took it personal. Mm-hmm. She vented, she went all out, screamed, talked was really angry and to be honest I begged I begged 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 I even got people mm. to beg mm. to apologize to her to see it from my own point of view she never did yeah. we're known we are we are back to talking mm. cordial mm. you know she lost her dad I was at the funeral you came into Nigeria I, I mm. touched down to say hello you know just those yeah. touchdown things not mm. we're no more friends and we were very good friends from secondary school and that was the one thing that broke the relationship. Mm. Yeah. So I've had that kind of friendship that I lost. Well, yeah. this one was an unplanned thing I did. You know, it mm. wasn't because we had heated words or anything. Yeah. Then. Yeah. So I, I had to move on. I had to move on from it. When we talk now, it's, we, have, we have started talking better, but there will always be that awkward. That thing. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is still there. So I just avoid it. Yeah. Okay. So th- my next um question. So I feel like, especially with women, um, two things. Well, there's one thing that people often associate with uh, friendships with uh women, and that's jealousy, you know, and envy, and uh, yeah. people just, you know. It's not just people, but you know, unfortunately, you you have those case scenarios. I mean, yes. all you have to go is just you know go to social media and how this friend told this friend's boyfriend or how this friend mm-hmm. took this person for jazz and you know all those kind of funny stories, you yeah. know, out there. And there's also the thing of being vulnerable. You know, I and I think for me, the vulnerable thing is where I think I struggle with when it comes to friendships. In, you know, because what is like for someone to get so close to you, they have to know everything. Like for someone to be that good a friend, I think I feel like mm-hmm. there are certain intimate things about you or about your struggles or whatever it is that you know you've entrusted to them. So I just wanted to know, like, what are your thoughts in terms of um jealousy and vulnerability how do you manage that in your own friendships and what do you think like what do you think is the reason for jealousy in in female friendship i mean you know for i've never been a man so i don't even know how men do this but for women yeah. it's a when those jealousies come up i don't think it's um i think it's normal yeah. you can even be jealous of somebody that is not even your friend anyway yeah. depends on what you see but for me as Okwe, I've um, I've learned that if you are more open, you have less stress. You live longer. Mm. So a case scenario, um, I've been struggling. I've been saving to buy a car, for instance, and then my friend just calls and says her husband bought a G wagon. Oh wow! And I'll be like, mm. man, I'm jealous. And yeah. I'm going to say straight to you that I'm jealous. Yeah. How? You know that I'm, I've been looking for car and your husband buys you a car. What's that about? For me, yeah. it has deflated my jealousy by half. Yeah. Because I've said it out loud. Mm. And I've put it out there that mm. ah, this thing made me feel bad. And mm. if the person is truly my friend, the person goes, ah, no, don't worry. Maybe send me a prayer to say, mm. don't worry, that with the beginning of this thing, uh, had a boat for me, they will buy them for you, which yeah. is what I would do. Mm. Reverse where to be the case, I'll do that. Which is mm. I always go for friends that are that may think like me to some extent. They're not me, yeah. but think like me. And yeah. I, I would understand this is what I want to hear. 
Mm. It might not even be feeling like praying at that point in time, but you better be praying for me to get my car. (laughs) Yeah. So I always like to say it out loud, straight. Ah, I don't, how come you got this car? You know, and it's for them to now, whatever their reaction will be, you know, you can't control that. Whatever they say is what they say. But all those being, being open is, is open secrets. Once you are mm. open, so a lot of people are afraid to be open because they don't want to get hurt or they don't want to be punished for it later or they don't want yeah. to use, you know, people always use things to abuse you. Yeah. They will yeah. use something that they know is your weakness or something that you have kept to yourself. They can now use it to poke you later. Mm. Mm. But once you can deflate that, try to let things go let's say for instance there's something you didn't like that happened and you feel the person is it against you better make that thing unimportant immediately as yeah. in find a way to make it unimportant so that people don't even use that as a weapon mm. you know mm. for instance i used to have a problem with food i loved food but i didn't like mm. it when people used food to abuse me yeah and rubbish me with food go to the party and yeah talking anyhow because i asked you for food you know yeah i didn't like it but after some time i grew that i'm like you know what abuse me with the food i don't care i can even abuse myself for you (laughs) (laughs) you know just so that they know that whatever weapon they thought they had is now useless Yeah. yeah 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 so um for in terms of vulnerability now in in friendships how how do you gauge okay so let, let me first share if like if a, a funny well not really funny but um a story so i um, when out i was working um at one tv station in lagos right so mm-hmm. there's this lady that i used to go home with like and we became friends because we sort of like lived around the same area so i'll pick her up for go you know, go to work but she worked in a different department so the other day I went to her department, the department she was working, and then I saw this um, intern, but a more mature woman, you know, and then I looked and I saw like she was pregnant, you know, so I just, you know, hi, hi, and then I sort of, I didn't have a, a deep friendship with the intern, but just, you know, whenever I came around, we just chatted, we can go. So I noticed that after a while, this intern the woman stopped coming. And so one afternoon, as we were driving back home after work, so I was asking this girl, like, oh, have you heard from so-so person? And she starts laughing, and she's like, ah, that she heard that she had a miscarriage. And oh, I, could, exactly, I couldn't understand why that was funny. And it was just in that, in that moment that she, she did, you know, and she just laughed and said it, and then started talking about something else. But for me, that was just the moment I was just like, I cannot, whatever it is I think I'm doing with this person, I can't continue. I said, because if something as sensitive as that is funny to you, I was like, then what, there's not, if I I can't, exactly, what do I want to share with you now that behind my back, you probably won't be laughing. So, so that for me, that's the thing about being vulnerable. So how, how do you, do you test people you know obviously with your sister your sister is your sister so yeah. um for the most part your secrets quote unquote are like safe there type of thing yeah. but outside of your family do, do you test people with how do you how do you know when you are safe to bear it yeah. all when, yeah how how do you know how do you know well you know i don't i i, I that question will be hard to answer because mm. even in all my strong friendships, I'm still super careful as to what I'll share. Mm. I've always been the, and I'm comfortable in the space. So I've always been the listener. I'm taking mm. all your problems and we're mm. trying to solve your problem. Mm. I'm not, I've never, I, I don't, I'm never in the space where I'm the one taking my problems out to any of my friends. Yeah. So there are some of my friends, if I must um, vent, so we are, I, I count myself one of the lucky ones where if I have a problem, it's my husband that will hear about it. Anyway. Yeah. It's persons that hear about it. If you can't find a solution, I'm sure that's where the thing is going to stop. So <laughs> except it is a a peculiar woman problem, mm. then I'll take it to my first or second of my very good well, That's after my sister. So I have two yeah. sisters. By the time I take it to the first and the first can't solve, by the time it gets to the second one, 
it's almost certain that my problems are almost over. <laughs> yeah. So with my friends, they don't even get they get the crumbs mm. of what might be worrying me or doing me. So sometimes in recent times, I've seen that I've opened up a bit more mm. because I see that when you open up is therapeutic for even your friends so i have some friends that is when you even throw something in the mix it helps them to even now speak about their problems and might even pick a solution from what i've said and they go oh wow that happened to you as well Mm. you know and they are now saying oh so this way are you serious and it's almost like we've taken panadol for the headache yeah you know so one or two of my friends, and the, the only way I test is what they tell me. Mm. Because all your friends do have friends. If you think about yeah. it, you're not the yeah. only friend. Mm. So what they tell me about their other friends, the kind of things they share with me, is what will mm. make me know if you'll be discreet <laughs> with mm. my own. Yeah. Which is why those my own friends are still there. Because they'll mm. say, oh, this person is... I can't even tell you what she said, or but it is around this. So they might tell me that there's something going on, but they can't share. Mm. Those are the kind of people I respect. Because they just will not share. But we both know that there's something going on somewhere, but they would not, they wouldn't um, they won't divulge the secret. Yeah. You know? So that is how one of the ways I know that mm. if I tell this one, no problem, we'll be okay. Mm. You know. I have one or two oh. friends like that. That's not things like I'm speaking into a word because I know they won't say. Yeah, yeah. So, what do you think? Like for for people who um, just tend to, um, like, okay, so because I know the kind of person I am, like, I'm I'm not much of like a talkative and things like yeah. that. So, I tend to also have this thing, especially if I I I in a new environment whether it's like a new workplace or anything like that like people just mm. uh, tend to want to like emotionally dump you know and immediately yeah. just feel like oh I, I think I can tell this person things yeah and um but in my head most times I'm always like you you don't really know the kind of person I am that you're telling these things exactly. you know to, like, <laughs> yeah. are you, are you, like how come you like, because I remember um, I w- worked somewhere and on my first day, like, there's this lady that was te- already telling me about the ch- issues she was having with her boyfriend and things like that. And I was just marveled. Like, I knew I wouldn't do that. Like, I'll first give it time to first, like, exactly. wait. Exactly, check you out first. Yeah. So what, mm-hmm. what, what, like, advice people like that? I don't know whether it's like, maybe they're just natural oversharers. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, what, what, do you would you say to someone like that who has that tendency to just share share run we know that those people are some of them will tell you later that they they had they have a discerning spirit and that was why they came to you because they think you are a certain kind of person there are some people like that and some people will just open their mouths and and share i always go back and advise them I'll say, see, you told me. <laughs> You've told me I'm not going to do you any harm, but don't do this next time. Yeah. You know, try not to do it next time. But yeah. there are some that I know that even if you tell them that it's like they're speaking to the wind, they will still do it. Still do it. <laughs> they will still do it. So you must know who you are advising and who you are not. You might yeah. just send out the advice. What I do is I just say, say it out loud because I think I owe you. It's my duty. Mm. to correct the wrong as it comes you know mm. as best as i can correct the wrong i'll try to correct the yeah wrong. but in my heart of hearts i know that there's some people that okay are just wasting your time saying this to this person mm. some will pick some will not so the overshare as i was just i will tell you later i will listen to you at that point in time because i think you yeah. need me to listen at the time so i would listen mm. If you need some kind of advice, I might. I'm very stingy, so I always want my advice to be to be taken in and used. So yeah. if I know that you're not going to use my advice, I would hold on to my advice. Yeah, you know. But yeah. for for people, I've learned to um, what's that word? I compartmentalize. Mm. So for each person, like Norma, 
I know you. I met you in MediaCom. Yeah. We, we became friends. We talked, but everybody went their separate ways. Yeah. I won't feel bad if you don't come in the next yeah. three, four months because mm-hmm. I put you in a category where if you call me, we pick up from where we left off and we keep yeah. going. Yeah. I will not feel like ah, she owes me now. She be we did this, this, this together. Yeah. And so she should be calling me. Mm-mm. We, yeah. I, we pick up from there. Then there are some friends that I feel, oh, because we had agreed on certain things, we should follow through, you know, mm. follow through and we continue from there. If you now don't, we'll, we'll find a way to work around it. So for yeah. each person I meet, for my own sanity, I, mm-hmm. I put you in, I put people in categories yeah. just so that you have peace of mind. You know when people mm. say, oh, my mental health is important and <laughs> all of that. It's important. Yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. So for that mental health in quote and unquote that people talk about, it's you have to find your own way around it and don't be selfish. Mm. You see, try not to be selfish about it. Mm. So the next question, Laura, I think I have like two more questions and then we'll be done. So my next question mm-hmm. is on indi- individuality in friendships. I don't know if that still happens when you're lots older. I, I don't know. But um, I think there's always this tendency to take on, either you take on the personality of that of if you're in a group if it's a group of friends or whatever like most of most people they tend to take on the personality of that friend or just everything they lose themselves basically the way people yeah. talk about you can lose yourself in, in a marriage or in, in the person yeah. relationship and things like that so for you i mean you've already said that i think that's a, a big part which is about you know just putting people in places so to speak and so you're able to still maintain your individuality in that sense but is there any other thing you um to that just you know awkward stays awkward regardless of you know who she's she's with at that point in time how how do you keep your own individual how have you kept it even over the years basically yes. not even just now how have you made it's hard <laughs> there have been because i've had quite a number of friends that have influenced me very yeah. strongly very very strongly again you know most of us are always ambitious there's a certain way yeah. we want to be there's certain yeah. things we want to achieve and it's not of my doing but i have a lot of friends that are i have a mix but i have a batch of friends that are very high up there that are high flyers maybe mm. it's the is a result of the school i went to Again, sorry, I'm mentioning QC, but QC has a lot of high flyers. At least for us in that set, we were there are a lot of high flyers. So when you're with them, you almost feel as if you are them, you are like them. You know. So what I do is to time my is there anything like time your time. So I time my time with my friends or with people that I've put as important to me. So if I'm hanging out with my friends went there working in Shell very early. So try and imagine, and she's a very super smart babe. So yeah. she was being promoted as at when due. She went to Harvard. You know, when you start to see things like that with one person, yeah. at some point you almost feel as if you are in that space too. I could go and say I want to go and get money from all kinds of means to go and do masters. And say I want to go to Harvard, or I want to be in America, or I want to drive a Range Rover. (laughs) But what I always do is to time it. When I am having my time and I come out, I'm not going to leave any remnants and say, after we're done talking, I'll start thinking about the things she said, how I saw her car, how she did this, how she did that. I have completely come out of it to continue with something else or to meet with another person or to continue my life as it is so at the end of the day okay she has this stuff it's very good i even use it to push myself but not that because this person is a certain way or talks in a certain way i'm going to be like that it's easy it's actually easy to fall and yeah. be like that, especially when we yeah. all always work in groups. You know, we mm. all had you have your clique, 
But <laughs> might be upbringing, sure. I always tag it back to upbringing that <laughs> your, my parents will not let you do that, you know. Yeah. And it's a decision. Forget that upbringing. I think there's a decision <laughs> to be made. <laughs> it's a decision you take. And I've learned it over a period of time. Sometimes I do get distracted. But you have to come back. Come back, come back, come back. Don't be like those ones. Just do your own thing. Do your thing. I think that's what has even made me, me, you know. So what role, you know, does, I think, because from what you just said, I think one of, one of the things that came to my mind was that we need, a person needs to have a very healthy dose of self-esteem. Because I think mm-hmm. if you are already look down you know on yourself in some way if you're very hard on yourself is i think in if you're in that kind of if you're close to that kind of person it's easy for you to you know from either you start comparing or immediately yes. like you know you start following up with okay this person did this so i'm doing this and this person went here so i'm going there so i think like from what you said that what just came into my my head was you know, you to to be able to be a good friend, you also need to have a, a healthy dose of self esteem. You know, nobody can give that to you. Either. Yeah. I think it will help you function better in friendship. I agree. It's important, and it's a. I don't think and truly nobody can give it to you. It's a decision. It's yeah. a decision you have to take. You have to just say it in your head that you know what i'm not going to be sweet it's a very difficult thing so i'll say it out there for whoever is listening it's one of the most difficult things to maintain because it almost feels as if as you stand and you're living something is always bashing something's always bashing that self-esteem yeah something is always finding a way to rip it off you know I I started out in a private school that had a batch of a super high and mighty. But it mm. brought me to the school. My admission I ended up there. You know, and my mom, I heard her I can't understand how I have stood and held my head high. That she came once for school runs, because she didn't used to do school runs. I used to go with my neighbor. Yeah. She came for school runs only one day. That the following day, my mom was at the market buying me a new bag, buying me a new pair of shoes. She was changing everything because she was seeing other children. And she couldn't understand why I hadn't come to her to say, Oh, my friends are carrying me to ask for the things that they had, you know. But it was a coping mechanism for me, and it started in that school. It started in that school where I, would, I knew my parents would absolutely not afford what these other parents were giving their children. I knew. So any child that would say that they didn't know or they were not seeing it, I wasn't going to deceive myself. I knew where my parents, how they were working, and the amount of money they were bringing in. So yeah. I just used it as a, I know my friends then would say, ah, Okwe doesn't send. That doesn't send was like, a new phrase at the time. She doesn't send anybody. It wasn't because I didn't send anybody. It's because I could not do what we were doing. Yeah. So I was, and my teachers would say it. My Igbo teacher then would say, ah, this one that she saw me once. So the guy, the neighbor that I used to go with, their car had a problem on the way home. Yeah. Uh, the school was not too far from the house, but I mean, there was a long road across, yeah. and their car stopped. And they got down and said, the guy said trying to push. Nobody had to, I got down and I pushed. A typical Atlantic Hall student would never, never be caught dead getting out of the car to push a car. And she came to say it in class the next day that she saw me pushing the car. She can't believe it. That wow. Another child would have found that very embarrassing. Yeah. And I said, who told this woman to say this kind of thing? But, I mean, nobody saw me. Well, yeah. I didn't think twice about it, you know? And that was how they nicknamed me. Where that doesn't send, you know, they always say, she doesn't send, leave this one. She's in yeah. her category, you know? And that's how I grew up, just not sending. Because I was yeah. like, you know what? If you are going to be thinking too much about things, you 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 drown. 
So I knew that I had to, that self-esteem thing, I had to just hold on to it. And you know what, this is me. If you don't like it, keep moving. I, I want to just go back to something that you, you know, you talked about when you said about res- like resolving issues. Um, you know, there's some people that, like I, I knew someone who used to say like, how she used to forgive her friends is if the good they've done outweigh that thing then she she just forgives them but if the situation where she has had more negative experiences than positive she lets it go Uh, so for you what how do you decide that okay this is this is worth salvaging and i'm going to forgive you know is that how do you do that Hmm. i'm trying to now remember some of the things i've forgiven and how There are some people, I have, I have one friend that I don't think she can do any wrong. She's the only other person outside of my sister that yeah. no matter whatever she does, although let's not go and say it out loud, and she'll now go and offend me. But I'm forgiving her ahead of time yeah. because this is somebody I deeply, deeply like, you know, and some circumstances have come her way that was beyond her control I and mean, she lost her husband she lost her mom in the span of six months you know a lot of things happened to her so it's almost as if <laughs> what's wrong can this one do anything she does is okay you know the way you spoil each other say i waited for this childhood anything she does is okay she's in that category now for the other ones i always check the intention i always check the situation around what happened so what happened? You know, when they ask, what happened? I yeah. hear my side, and I hear the person's side. And I always ask questions around it. I always behave like a detective when it comes yeah. to those things. I ask all the questions. If the person is interested in resolving, if the person is going to sit with me and we are resolving, then yeah. that friendship is worth keeping. Well, you yeah. know you have some friends that don't want to discuss it. Yeah. They just don't want to discuss it. They will just lock up and they'll feel it's either it blows away or everybody's just good at separate. We all know that that friendship is dead. So bye. We will yeah. just move on. Yeah. I've never been a malice kind of person. I hate it actually. I really it gets to me. Yeah. I like everybody should be amicable, even if you are not going to be close to me anymore. But yeah. let's be amicable. So there are times I even say sorry, and I know I was correct 100 percent I'm happy to say sorry become amicable and it's the same way I will just leave. I will just go and lock up. At least yeah. I know that in my heart that we have resolved whatever issues and I can I'm happy to to leave to separate from that situation. Oh. You know, some people don't know how to, but I'm I'm very good at it. I can say, oh you know what, this situation and everybody has talked and I can move on. Oh. So I try, I try to forgive, I try to, I try, I poke holes in the whole thing, ask questions, we do it back and forth, and then I will check and decide if the person is willing to continue. So you know it's both ways. Yeah. If I am happy to to investigate the situation and the person is doing the same thing, I'm 100% sure that I'll forgive it and move on. So I always check the intention the motif around it you know it's, it's like marriage too when you and your husband quarrel and there's looking like there's no solution but by the time both of you know that you're in this thing 100% as in for better or worse you know that eventually that fight will finish now uh-huh. except for the okay I mean I cannot speak for other people but you know that that fight will finish it's the same way I approach it for my friends that are important to me if I've tagged you that you're important to me I don't know how that problem can be. Maybe I have not been bashed, but the few ones that I have had will resolve it somehow. Talking is always best. Mm, yeah, I agree. So why why is it important? So you know, you have people who pride themselves in, you know, I don't have any close friend. I'm just, you know, it's just me, and you know, mm. why? As so if there was a period. Of- like yeah you know i don't care you know i have my small circle blah blah um but i i do feel like it's actually important like to have a, a good yeah whether small or whether big but it's just good to have those 
people like you fall back on. So for people yeah. who like are priding themselves on, you know, it's just myself and I. Like, why is it why do why is it important to have that network or community of women? You know, yeah. And I can't exchange it for the world because again, you need a support system. So it's not and it's. If you say you have your tiny circle of maybe your spouse or your mom or your sister, you're mounting pressure on them. You can spread the pressure. For me, yeah. you can spread the pressure because there'll be days when these people cannot deliver for you and then you get bitter or resentful because you have these huge expectations for this time for this tiny circle. Why not spread it? Let other people have a share here and there. The only thing is, so some people say, ah, that's many friends, there's more problems for you. It's because a lot of people are selfish. They don't want to invest. Or if you have good friends, it's because you have been good to those friends too, and they are good to you. It's 50 50. As you invest, you invest. So you can't say you have this friend that has done this for you, and we're not hearing what you're doing for the person. There will be a problem. You must be giving and taking and giving and taking. A lot of people choose or don't want to do the work. Once you start to put in the work, other people around you now start to wonder, ah, ah, is this only, is she the only one? Or you know, you won't know. You can't tell from the outside. Especially those that are not talking or social media, especially on their talk on social media. You know, if you are a more private person and you've invested, except the other friend is mad or has a, a deep mental problem. If you have a friend that is going to spend time with you, it might be it might be only time for some friends. It might be money. It might be your expertise, and everything is all an investment. So in whatever the need is, if you are going to be investing in people and investing in you, I mean, why not have that rich community? Yeah, it's called a circle. You must have a circle because you don't know what the future holds. I'm not saying that you're going to build some friends because you want to get something back out of them. No. But why do you want to miss out on the joys of that that spread of people? There's a joy. There's a joy to having good friends. But you can't have good friends just like that. <laughs> you must you must invest. Yeah. Yeah. Once you are willing to invest, you should come back. Those things always come back one way or the other. So outside of your small circle, have your small circle 100% and for it. But you can expand the circle a bit. A bit. I won't say go and have 10 friends or 20. There's no number to it. Quality yeah. for me is more important. Yeah. <laughs> quality is more important than the quantity. Yeah. Have some solid good quality friends. So I always have some if you pick up the phone and you want somebody to give you one million naira. How many people can you pick up the phone and ask for one million naira? I'm even going basic, basic, one million naira. Don't go high for losing to 10 million. You need one million naira now. Forget your family members because you know where they, they are, how they are working or what they are doing. You might not be able to get it from them at that point in time. How many friends can you call phone and ask to give you one million naira? So they must be able to call you too when they need one million. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, hundred so, percent for the for the circle. Yeah. Okay, so I want to ask you the last question. Even though I really enjoyed this conversation, but I want to ask you the last. Question. Yeah. So, uh, what what are the? Okay, I'll just put it at five. I'll just peg it at five. So, mm. what are the five things? Okay, so for example, okay, let me just paint this scenario. So. Somebody starts at a new workplace because you know, obviously, most times when you're older, uh, a lot of your friendships are going to either be if it's not from school, maybe most of them will be work type of work. Yeah, yeah. You, how, what are the five things that you say this seeing these five things in someone lets me know that this is this is a friendship, you know, I, I can actually you know pursue or this is something i can actually try to get to know because let me say so for you 
there was actually a point where when I was coming to Mediacom, you were the you were the person I just used to look forward to seeing. Like Aww. because I just knew that I was going to laugh because you were very funny. So you were always like cracking <laughs> everybody up. And you know, I just you were just one of those people that was like, you know, even if I I, I don't really get much work done. Just the fact that oh, Okwe will be there and she'll probably say something funny and we'll all just be mm-hmm. laughing, you know. Um, so for me, that was one of the things that I would say attracted me to you. Just yeah. the fact that this person that you just wanted everybody to have a good time, you know. And so for what is it for you? So I said five things. So that yeah. when you get into a place and you just see this five things in this person, you're just like, this is somebody I think I want to be friends with because I just like this about her yeah yeah so the first thing is so you must even talk to the person to know if the person is truthful if you are honest if you are someone that is not afraid to tell the truth you know is 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 a number one thing for me because I know that if you are truthful if I'm doing something wrong you can tell me that, ah, this thing you're doing is, no, 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 you can't do it. I would pursue that friendship if you're going to be truthful. Then if you're going to be generous. So generous is not not only in money. Uh, I want something you give me. You must be generous even with time, with uh, your brain. Say, for instance, you you want to help us with work. You can put it in. As if I know that you're somebody that can put in the effort. Mm. that is even trying even if you cannot do it 100% but if I see effort that this person actually took time to do this I respect that you know about someone then there's some I can't maybe say it's not everybody that is peaceful I have some very jaga jaga friends that are up and everywhere but I like people that you know there's some people that you talk to and that was a trait you had to be honest the, you had the when when I'm talking to you, you know, I couldn't I, I couldn't talk to you with a loud voice. I don't know if that makes sense to you. So I can't be everywhere and be talking to you. I can't be talking da, 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 to yeah. normal because you're going to be speaking quietly and almost like my mom <laughs> or like one person with some kind of wisdom. You know, I'm coming to you collected. Well, you know, you have some friends like that. that you must be collected when you're talking to them. Yeah. I have one friend like that, Amina. She's she's very put together. Even when she's telling you something, even if she's giving you a problem, or telling you there's a problem and there's 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 fire on the mountain, she still has this center. She still has this calm. I like calm. So if I meet you and you are calm, it's more likely that I'll be your friend. Maybe because I'm not. So there are some things that I cannot wield out of myself. But if I see it in you, I'm happy to take it on as a friend. Yeah. Then um, generosity and giving is the same thing. Mm. I like to see people that are giving. Yeah, it's the same thing. Generosity, giving, yeah. calm, honest. What else? I think that's it. I don't know if I can get to five. Mm. But those things are important. You know, being truthful. I know what I don't want, though. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really that. What are the things that would off? What things would. Ah, that would put me off. Yeah. It's the opposite of those things now. They're <laughs> everywhere making a lot of noise. I don't like people that are noisy. I don't mm. like it. I don't like it because I feel those people that make a lot of noise have underlying issues that can explode. Mm. They are always talking. They always have something to say. They want to hear their own voices all the time, you know, and they are lording over you. I don't like they are lord over people. That's why I don't like bullying. I don't like putting yeah. bullies yeah. or they will find a way to cheat you. You know, maybe that's why I'm still in Nigeria because Nigeria, I don't know if it's, I think it's unfair to say, but I see it happen a lot. A typical Nigerian, especially the ones that are not well off, let's, let me try to be politically correct in how I want to put this. Those ones that are not, 
rich, quote and unquote, would always, many out of 100 of them, 80 would try to find a way to get money out of you that is deserved. They must yeah. always want to take more than is deserved. Yeah. I think he's wrong. Don't do that. And a lot of us are like that. Even let now even forget those that are not rich. Even the rich, even it's a, I think it's a typical Nigerian thing. Unfortunately, I've not lived anywhere else. So I try not to do it these general speeches and say, oh, Nigerians are this. I've not lived in any country for more than two weeks before, three weeks at the maximum. But I don't think we're kind people. You know, we're not kind to ourselves. If I see you that you're a kind person, you will be my friend. But we're not generally kind people. It's not our first instinct to help someone. You know, I don't know if I'm wrong, but I see it happen every time. Yeah. If everybody's first instinct is to be kind to the next person, is to help someone, do you know where we'll be as a country? <laughs> very very sad. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, I I really I really enjoyed the conversation because I've actually learned so many things. Yeah. For me, one of the biggest things I've learned is the thing about you know having having a friend for each need. For each need. Yes, I knew that was. For, I never I've never heard it that way before, but I think it's what it should be what one person making one person everything is it's too much pressure. yeah it's hectic for them. it's hectic for even you as well yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's i have friends that come out and say oh, i want to use you today i need you to just do this for me they have they're straight up like that they, they just want to use me they want to zap you know yeah. they want to rant so they come out and do what they need to do and they clean out again they're out it's fine I think for me that that's the biggest because I've never really heard it that way and it makes so much sense. Thank you so much, Papa. I really hope you enjoyed talking to me. I enjoyed. I did, I did because there's some things I was not thinking about. Like, ah, okay, this I really is. When you speak some things out loud, it's weird. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for having me. So there you have it, a wonderful conversation with Ope on friendship. Um, a lot of takeaways for me, like I shared, the biggest one for me um, was just knowing that really having a friend for each need, don't burden one person to be everything. That was very enlightening for me and I've done that in the past. Um, but the second biggest thing for me Um, was just the realization as she talked that dawned on me that you can't have a very broken self-image and be a good friend to someone because you're going to project that in that friendship and you know it's not just going to be the best friendship at all so for me that was also a, a life lesson have to be a good friend you need to have a very healthy perception of yourself you need to be content with yourself and your pace in life and your work and just you know and how you're working to better yourself you just need to be at peace with yourself because that's the only way you can just be that person that people are drawn to and attracted to and have amazing friendships i want to close this episode with this bible verse and it says this is ecclesiastics 4 9 and it's a very popular one it says two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor and it just for me it's just speaking to the fact that it's always a blessing to be doing life with someone um and so i encourage everyone out there who is listening to you know deepen and strengthen your friendship circles uh prayerfully because obviously you can't just go out there and just be making friends carelessly uh be very discerning in your choices and for those of you who already have this deep amazing friendships like okwe has you know just keep treasure it and just you know keep it as you want it to be protected and guarded because it's a very beautiful thing 
to have so this is the last episode for season four um i think we'll take a break for the rest of may and hopefully we'll catch you back in june right so keep listening to past you know episodes from this podcast and follow me on instagram i'm noma equi and um, i'll catch you on the next one bye-bye